Josephina, I'm picking up a bagel. Do you want anything? I actually just picked up some pizza in Times Square, so I'm fine. But I know Shapo served Busta a bagel in the fourth set yesterday, even though Busta did end up winning. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Um, anyways, do you want to meet up in Central Park? Sure, let's do it. How are you getting there? I'm taking the subway, then walking the rest so I can make sure to push at least five people off the sidewalk while walking too fast. What about you? I'm about to hail a yellow cab on Fifth Avenue. Jeez, don't be such a New Yorker. Forget about it. Hello everyone and welcome to Hold On To Your Racket, the podcast for tweens, teens, and other young tennis fans. We're your hosts, Josephina and Shravya. Shravya and I are so excited to be creating this podcast and sharing our love for tennis with you all. Josephina and I are two high school gals and tennis fanatics, united together by our on-the-court and off-the-court companionship. And we're the young female voices in modern-day tennis you've been looking for, so we hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more. Hey guys, today is September 9th, and welcome to this episode of Hold On To Your Racket. Next up, we have some headlines that are that could also be counted as aces, honestly, because these are just some great heartwarming things, but also are surrounding some actual serious subjects. Yeah, so after her quarterfinal win last night against um, Shelby Rogers, Naomi Osaka was um, having her post-match interview at the ESPN desk, And they were discussing how she's been wearing masks with the names of the different victims of police brutality for the past week. So George Floyd, Elijah McClain, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and Trayvon Martin. But obviously these names don't encompass um, all the lives that have been lost due to racially charged police violence. So during her interview, the ESPN broadcasters actually pulled up a really heartwarming video that some of the parents of victims of police brutality had recorded. So, for example, one of the people in the video was Sabrina Fulton. She's the mother of Trayvon Martin. And she said, I just want to say thank you to Naomi Osaka for representing Trayvon Martin on your customized mask and also for Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Continue to do well. Continue to kick butt at the U.S. Open. Marcus Arbery Sr., who is the father of Ahmaud Arbery, said, Naomi, I just want to tell you thank you for the support for my family and God bless you for what you're doing and you supporting our family with my son. And my family really, really appreciates that and God bless you. Osaka obviously had to respond to these statements and she did and her responses were actually really nice. She said, it means a lot. They're so strong. I'm not sure what I would be able to do if I was in their position. I feel like I'm a vessel at this point in order to spread awareness and hopefully it's not going to dull the pain but hopefully I can help with anything that they need. She also tweeted out saying, I often wonder if what I'm doing is resonating and reaching as many people as I hope. That being said, I tried to hold it in on set, but after watching these back, I cried so much. The strength and the character both of these parents have is beyond me. Love you both. Thank you. So this is obviously showing that Osaka's message is getting through, And she's actually helping, and she's spreading awareness, which I think is the most important part. Okay, so we recently reached the final eight at the U.S. Open, and there were some thrilling matches. Actually, the Demonor versus Dominic team match is still going on on Ash Stadium. But as that is the last ATP quarterfinal to wrap up, Josephina, how about you give us a recap of the other quarterfinals that have happened so far? 
I'm happy to do that. But first, I actually wanted to go over something. I didn't know that the people at the U.S. Open got pins saying the final eight when they get into the quarterfinals. I thought that was really cool. I saw it on a couple of players' stories, like Alex Demenor, Dennis Shapovalov, and Shelby Rogers. So I thought that was really cool. Moving on to the ATP quarterfinals recap now. We had a match, Zverev versus Korich. It was a four-setter, but it wasn't really... It wasn't very good tennis, honestly. I mean, obviously... It was really not had, very good tennis. Yeah, obviously they had a lot going on before, especially considering now that the top seed is out, the trophy is really up for grabs, so I think that might have gotten to them. But the, really, both of them, we have seen better tennis from them, so, you know, it wasn't. it was kind of disappointing. But Zverev got through, and now he's made both semis of the... Australian Open this year, and now the U.S. Open. The other match, however, was really great tennis from both players. Shapovalov versus Pablo Carreño Busta, 3-6-7-6-7-6-0-6-6-3. It was such a great match, and both of them got played so well, especially Shapovalov, who actually bageled Busta in the fourth set, which I thought was insane, because, I mean, bageling someone in a five-setter, that's really significant, but but Busta got through and he won the whole match. Another interesting match was Medvedev versus Rublev. Medvedev has not dropped a set in this tournament, which is insane. And Rublev was up 5-1 in the tiebreak of the first set and had set points, but he did end up losing that set and the match for that matter. So another interesting point about that match was that Medvedev had some medical timeouts, so I don't know if he was feeling okay or if he was feeling a little fatigued, but, I mean, he has been playing three-setters, so I don't know where that could be coming from. Yeah, I know. It, it, he said in a press conference that he's, he said he's feeling okay. Everyone kept asking him, are you sure? And he apparently said that he's fine. Um, a fun fact, actually, is that Medvedev and Rublev are childhood friends. There's a photo that's been going around of the two of them with Ostapenko, in Times Square a bunch of years ago, but Rublev, Rublev hasn't gotten a set off of him in the four times they've played on the tour, so understandably, he was quite frustrated, especially after having set points in the tiebreak. But I mean, they must have a pretty good friendship, because if they're still friends after Rublev has lost so many times to him, I mean, there must be something more than just tennis there. Another match is actually going on right now. Dominic Thiem versus Alex Demenor. We're thinking that's going to be a good one. Shravya, do you have something yeah. to say about that? Because I know our Twitter did. <laughs> I, yeah, our tw- I, we tweeted earlier in the day. Someone had put up a poll about who they think is going to win, Team or um, Alex Demenor. And I felt so bad. So I responded, heart says Demenor, head says team. Because Josephina and I, I know we try to keep unbiased in this, but our Andy Murray bias really didn't work. Uh, really, we couldn't conceal it. And we can't really conceal our Alex Demenor bias either. So we um, would hope that he wins. But it seems like Dominic <laughs> Team's going to take it. Alright, let's go into some WTA quarterfinals. So the first one that occurred yesterday was Jennifer Brady versus Putin Seva. It was a 6-3, 6-2 win, and it was really one-sided. Her Brady's forehand and serve was um, on point, as always, and Brady did say that 
you know, she is looking great, but to be fair, she hasn't been as tested as players like Osaka, Serena, and Azarenka. They've all faced tougher opponents, but, I mean, nevertheless, she is playing really well. Um, the night match of that day was Osaka versus Shelby Rogers, 6-3, 6-4. Again, amazing tennis from Osaka. We thought this was going to be a closer match because she does have a, she did have a losing record against Shelby Rogers, um, but she said in the post-match that, this match felt like revenge, which I thought was funny, especially coming from someone like Osaka, who's usually very um, reserved and um, doesn't really show her cards that much. So when we go on to the WTA quarterfinals that occurred today, I think the match of the day on the women's side was certainly, or the quarterfinal of the, of the women's side was certainly Serena Williams versus Parankova, 4-6-6-3-6-2. I thought it was pretty awesome. I know Josefina and I have been talking about this, but the fact that there are so many um, moms in the tournament and that three of them made it into the quarters is pretty impressive. Serena started out pretty sluggish in the first set, but as she does, she got her groove back. She improved her movement. She did a couple lefty returns of serve. Um, but, you know, either way, um, hats off to Parankova. She played really well. I'm excited to see more from her. Coming back after three years, not seeing her son in a while, and fighting through two tough three-setters is not easy. So um, I'm excited to see that. But I know, Josefina, you were con- you, we were talking a little bit about Serena's um, heavy breathing. People have been commenting about that a lot. One thing I want to say, though, is that, first of all, if you think, like, there's no crowds, so, ob- so you can obviously hear it better. That might be a reason why, but... I think people forget that she did have a pulmonary embolism. That's not a that that that's a serious injury and that's a serious um, condition. So it, it makes sense why she has that complication. And Josephine, I, rem- I remember you were telling me something about her decision to choose private housing. Yes, she did. Like we were mentioned in the last episode, she did bring her daughter to the U.S. Open this year. So that might be one reason. But obviously, another reason is complications she's had in the past that might lead to um the coronavirus being more harmful so I think it made sense that she stayed in private housing for her own safety and for her daughter and anybody else who's staying with her. The last WTA quarterfinal just ended tonight was Victoria Azarenka versus Elise Mertens the other mom in the draw and Azarenka completely obliterated the Belgian 6-1-6-0. It was only a 73-minute long match. And, I mean, Azarenka is looking like a real contender, and I, I personally think that any of these four women could take it. Um, but as we have gone over our final eight, and we go into our final four, except of the match that has still to be completed, Josefina, let's talk about some ATP semifinals. Right, so now that we only have four people, we can truly highlight each one. The first one is the Zverev versus Pablo Carreño Busta match. They met once at the Miami Open in 2018. Zverev won 7-6-6-2, but Busta has been playing very strong. I feel that he proved in the quarterfinal against Shabovalov that even after basically getting a bye, he does belong here. However, Zverev has not played a five-setter in this tournament, so he's also almost at the top of his game. He did beat Korich, and that was a match riddled with unforced errors and double faults, so hopefully he can bring his level back up. Another match we're looking forward to is the Medvedev versus TM or Medvedev versus Demonor. So 
Both are a possibility right now, especially considering Team and Deminor are playing right now as we speak. But Medvedev versus Team would be interesting since they are the number two and number three seeds. So that would be a pretty stacked match. And Medvedev versus Deminor would be interesting to see also because obviously they both have very um, fast games. They can both get to all the balls. So they would be longer rallies than we usually see. So if we go into our WTA semifinals, um, which are going to take place tomorrow, um, Naomi Osaka versus Jennifer Brady. They're both huge hitters, but they also both have a lot of confidence going into this match. Personally, I think that Osaka has been tested more in this tournament, and she's much more experienced in the big stage and in the later stages of slams. So that's why I think she has that edge over Jennifer Brady. But when we go into Serena Williams versus Osaka, I'm uh, sorry, Serena Williams versus Azarenka, this mom semifinal. This is a classic rivalry. If you look back a few years ago, they're also good friends off the court. Um, and Azarenka is really one of those players, especially on the hard courts, who's been able to give Serena trouble and really challenge her. She beat Serena when Azarenka was able to capture the Miami title when she completed the Sunshine Double a few years ago. So I really don't know who to pick. I think because Serena is coming off of that three-setter today and a previous one against Sakari, and um, Azarenka was done in 73 minutes. That might give Azarenka the edge, but I think it'll be a competitive match. Um, however, as we, even though we're in the semifinal stage of the singles draws, we do have the doubles finals coming up. So for the WTA, we have another mom in the doubles final. Vera Zvonareva and Laura Sigmund versus Melitra and Ju, the number three seeds who we've been talking about for the past week, ever since their run to the finals in Cincinnati. So that's why I'm going to go ahead and pick them for the win again, because I think they've proved that they've been playing solid tennis the past few weeks. Moving on to the ATP doubles, it's Povich and Suarez versus Mektic and Kulov, the number eight seeds. I'm actually going to pick Povich and Suarez for the win because I feel like they have more experience on the big court. <laughs> but the problem I did have with this doubles match was the pronunciation. I asked Ravia for some help, <laughs> and <laughs> I finally got it. Hopefully I did get it right while saying it right now. Let's hope so. Um, before we end tennis talk, we do have some exciting news. The wheelchair tournament at the U.S. Open starts tomorrow. Um, the U.S. Open was initially not going to hold the wheelchair tournament, which I personally thought was a really Ooh. unfortunate decision. Not happy with that. Um, they faced a lot of backlash from it, and so they did end up host. They are going to be hosting the wheelchair tournament. And Josefina, I re I really can't stop talking about the moms, but I'm going to talk about them again. Eleven time <laughs> wheelchair. 11-time <laughs> wheelchair major champion, current number five in the world, Jordan Wiley. She's 28 years old from Great Britain, is in the draw. She hasn't played at the U.S. Open since 2015, and she won that year. She has a two-and-a-half-year-old son, and I'm excited for her to be back. But um, something you might not know is wheelchair U.S. Open is in a round-robin format, so it's a little bit different. It's the top players in the world. So um, we'll, we're excited to see what that result will be like. All right, everyone, before we go into the tennis ball frizz quiz, we do have another fun segment to share with you. So today we're going to be playing 20 Questions U.S. Open Edition. So we actually have a um, special guest joining us. Well, he well he's not 
that spe- maybe he's special for you guys, but he's not really that special for Josefina and I. But um, the way the twenty questions works is that each of us has picked a U.S. Open term or figure, um, and the other people have to ask yes or no questions to try and guess what that um, word is. So, Josefina, now that I've gone through the rules, can you introduce our not-so-special special guest? Right. So, Craig is a friend of both of ours, actually. He's the third musketeer. <laughs> He's, well, here he is. Um, I don't believe I'm the third musketeer in this group, but, you know. <laughs> so, let's get started with our first round of t- <laughs> Let's get started with our first round of 20 questions. So I'm going to go first. We're going to test it out. So I have picked something that's related to the U.S. Open. You guys can start asking me questions. You guys can talk to each other. And they have to be yes or no questions. So let's see who can guess it. Okay. So fire away. Is it a player? No, it's not a player. Is it a place? Yes. Yes. Is it a stadium? Yes. Is it Arthur Ashe? Yes. <laughs> I wow, win. that was okay. very that was very intricate. That was that was great. That was very very difficult as you can. Okay, who wants to go next? I think Josephina should go next since she is the co-host of this show. <laughs> okay, you guys can start. Um is it a tennis player? No, it is not a tennis player. Is it a stadium? No, it is not a stadium. Is it like a tennis terminology? No, it is not a tennis terminology. Is it somewhere within the U.S. Open grounds? Very close. It's among the lines of that. Flushing Meadows Corona Park. Yes, it is Flushing Meadows Corona Park. <laughs> I was correct. Okay. Not so special guest, it's your turn. I'm very special, but, you know, shoot away with your questions. Um, okay, Josephine, you asked the first question. Is it a player? Yes. Is it a female player? No. Is, is it, it a, a male past player? champion? No. Are you sure? It is not a past um, champion. Is, um, is he American? No. Is he Canadian? Is he... No. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> um, is it? Is he Australian? No. Is he Serbian? No. Is he German? No. Is he he European? (laughs) He doesn't know. What do you mean you don't know? know. (laughs) How can you come into this game not knowing where your player is from? That's the only way to guess. I know where he's from. I know where he's from. Oh, wait, actually. Okay, so is he uh, European? It's, Yes. What I do don't you mean? Trust. Maybe yes, he either yes, is or is European. Okay. Is he Eastern um, European? Is he still fun. in the U.S. Open? Is yes, he, he still is in the U.S. Yes, Open draw? Yes, he is still in the U.S. Open draw. Medvedev. 
No. Why would I choose Medvedev? Is it? Is it Busta? <laughs> Duh. Who? Is it Pablo Carreño Busta? Carreño no. Busta? No. Is it Tiam? Is it? What'd you say? Dominic Team. T- yes, you are correct. Okay, Josefino got that point. Yep. 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 I win. I get two points. Yeah. Even though this one really isn't point based, it's not really competitional. I don't even know if that's a word. Competitive, I meant. Competitive? <laughs> competitional. <laughs> okay. Okay, so thank you, um, Craig, for joining us as our special guest on this episode of Hold On To Your Racket. I'll be back, but, you know, it, it was great to be here-ish. This was great. All right, guys, you already know what this is. It's one of our favorite (laughs) segments, the Tennis Ball Frizz Quiz, where we, each tournament, we do trivia quizzes together, and then we combine and tally up all the points at the end of the tournament, and we crown a Tennis Ball Frizz Quiz whiz. Shravia, how about you start this time? All right, so we're going to talk about the man who has yet to drop a set. Before dropping out to focus on tennis, Daniil Medvedev studied at the Moscow State Institute of International Relations. What was he studying? A. Economics and Commerce B. Foreign Policy C. Communications or D. Political Science Is it C? No, it's not C. It's A. Economics and Commerce. So I was surprised by this. I didn't know Medvedev would be would be pretty smart so i'm impressed by that okay my turn so my question is the u.s open has several broadcasters internationally which broadcaster broadcasts in japan is it a cctv sports b super sport or c be in sports or or d wow wow um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to answer this. Um, I'm gonna guess A. Nope. <laughs> it's what Wow was Wow. It? Was it Wow Wow? Yeah. I was, was. gonna guess that. <laughs> okay. I was gonna guess that. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. I'm still up by one point, but it's a very slim lead and we still have a couple days left at the open so we'll see how it plays out okay before we end today's episode we're going to talk about some of our aces and double faults we haven't done this segment in a while but basically what it is is an ace is something pretty good or funny that has happened in the tennis world while a double fault is something not so great josephina take it away with the ace i'm a big fan of our ace for today all right, so today we have an ace that has been actually a previous double fault. So somebody has improved their manner on court, I guess, on camera. So the Arthur Ashe Stadium camera zoomed in on Zverev eating lunch again, but this time, surprise, he was wearing a shirt, and he is known for not wearing a shirt, and finally he put one on, so round of applause for him. I'm really proud of that guy. I mean, he could improve his serve and double faults, but we'll see how he fares against Busta. Maybe the the wearing a shirt is going to help him. Okay, double faults. We talked about Naomi Osaka before, but in her post-match interview, 
Renee Stubbs, who is in who is an ESPN commentator, made a pretty tone deaf comment about Naomi Osaka's masks. Stubbs says, I've been trying to guess what name is going to be on the masks every single day. I was wrong about today. Are you going to give us a foretelling of who's going to be the next match? So she was basically playing like a guessing game. And a lot of people, including myself, thought this was kind of tone deaf and insensitive to the actual purpose of the masks. um, Because this isn't something that should be, you know, a guessing game. But, But obviously, I mean, she obviously didn't have any bad intentions but it was definitely a tone deaf comment so that's going in our double faults the next double fault is that espn is zooming on in on lines people after they make an incorrect call they've been doing this for multiple years but we just decided to bring it up because i think it's just that's so mean why put them on the spot like that i really don't understand Especially after the whole thing that happened on Monday and Brad Gilbert being like, hey, if we didn't have lines, people, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. And I was just like, oh, my God. So that's why we put that in the double fault section, because it's really unnecessary right now. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I feel people should express their appreciation for lines people more often because they do a lot for the sport and they bring a certain, like, prestige to it. Exactly, that other sports lack. Thank you so much for joining us, and that is game, set, and match for today. If you like this episode, please let us know and stay tuned for more. We'll be providing you all the coverage of the U.S. Open and upcoming tournaments and updates on all the tea on tour. Email us at holdontoyourracket at gmail.com for any questions and leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Hold On To Your Racket is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Hold On To Your Racket on Instagram and at H-O-T-Y-R underscore Tennis Pod on Twitter. And remember, my name is Josefina. And my name is Shravya. That is, if you enjoyed this episode. If you didn't like it, please tell your friends my name is Tom and Shravya's name is Bob. See you next time. Thank you.